The outer edge, between the possible and impossible, the cusp of reality, a sprawling white void stretches into an infinity. And there... Arrive the display home living room. Inside, two ordinary individuals, Quincy Trainer, hey, who recently I... passed away, oh. and Sandra Mowgli. We really backed ourselves into a corner with this intro structure, huh? What is this void? How did she get here? Why was she transported? To what end? She sits in the waiting room of a display home living room, unable to die, and unsure of what exactly occurred. Solely. She missed the story. Today's episode, The Mysterious Middle Three. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Shit, 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 shit. Fuck. Let's handle this systematically. Grief is a process. Step one, break something. Great. This is healthy. You never had a good excuse to smash a vase. This feels appropriate. Level-headed. Someone dies and avoided nothing? Break things. You know what? Double feature. Right. Display house. My glass vase. Their plastic plates. But seriously now, Quincy is dead. Yes. His body is lying to my side. Lifeless confirmed. And, uh, yeah, I am going to deal with my grief. Here. Right now. Here we go. There are five stages. Firstly, we have denial. Definitely part of that. And you know what? Probably an acceptance. Do you, Sandler Mowgli, accept that you were complicit and perhaps even responsible for the death of the only other human being? I do. Yes. Done. Finished. Unless, of course, he isn't dead. Maybe I skipped a step. Denial. Acceptance. Distraction. Oh, thank God. I was worried they were expecting me to carry an entire episode. Hopefully this is some crazy being who demands a lot of attention. Yeah, alright. That's a baby. In a little wicker basket. Blanket. Cliche abandonment. <coughs> Could you fetch me a cigarette, darling? I'm sorry? I'll take that as a no and oh, please don't welcome me in. It's just me, baby New Year. What? Who? Why? What? Baby New Year, darling. The holiday mascot? No? Seriously? Who are you, one of those old Nick groupies? Making those songs about robbing his snow cone. Where's my song? You're an infant. Therefore, a song would do me wonders, darling. My mythology is severely underexplored in popular culture. Speaking of which, I could sense a great deal of grief and regret coming from this location. I assume you... You sense grief and regret? The god tenants of the new year! Well, yes, that might be me. I was just trying to go through the five stages, actually. Oh, yes, I just got my three-month chip. No, stages of grief. Ew, like denial, acceptance, and those pesky middle three. Whatever they are, yes. So, beyond me being a blip on your radar, why are you here? Oh, it's simple, darling. I'm here to party. (laughs) Grief should not be explored. It should be repressed. Who do you want me to invite? Invite? I have the ability to invite a set group of people to this residence. Just choose a demographic and we'll get this party started. Oh, I'm not sure. No one else is here, darling. You can say white. No, 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 no. I'm not sure if I want a party. What? Yes, of course you do. Party is fantastic. Hang around a room of strangers, dancing and drinking. Letting the blasting music scream louder than the voice in your head that reminds you of your path as your weathers. It's blanket fun. I just... Look, you wanted a distraction. Hello, I'm the distraction. I'm the being that shows up and keeps your mind far away from whatever you're worried about. Which, frankly, as an immortal myself, I would assume is being blown completely out of proportion. 
My friend died. So did Space Baby when Hallmark canceled the expansion of my mythos, darling. I moved on. That's his body under your adorable chubby feet. Interesting contrast. Anyway, if you're not choosing a demographic, I'm afraid I'm going to have to home in on one of my many fetishes. No, 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 no. I- I'll choose. You're right. A party could do me good. Get out of my head. Look at came around, darling. So, who am I inviting? Now, you can say West or your Asian orbs or whatever piece of crap you want to spin, but remember that there's a few whiteys off to the side waiting on accents. Therapists. P- pardon? If there has to be a party and I have to choose a demographic, it would make me feel a lot safer if they were therapists. Okay, well, firstly, just so you know, they go and enjoy themselves at a party. Not work, darling. And secondly, that's getting monkey pod. Go on. It's a crowd of formerly dressed dogs. Therapy dogs, darling, all fully certified. How is having them be dogs an ironic twist? Honestly, this is more so homing in on one of my many photoshoots. But Paw Patrol did get me through some tough times. Don't you have the body of a baby with the mind of an immortal being? Certainly! Excuse me. Sorry we're late. Should we make ourselves at home? Ah, uh, yes, talking dog. Be my guest. And they're all playing poker. College was a brother, darling, but come on, stop with the explaining the psych gags for the listening audience shtick. It's a party! Go do what people do at parties. Talk to your therapy dogs. Also, regardless of what you're doing, I'm going to go do shots with that cute Pomeranian in the corner. If I were you, I'd socialize, relax, repress. Relax, repress. That's a girl. Okay. Well. It does. Completely rude. They come pat you, then they wash their hands right at the window. Excuse me, we can see you. Am I that disgusting? Hello. Sorry, I... Oh, hello. One moment, Daphne. You're that friend of BNY, right? Sandra? Sandra Mowgli? Well, my name's Buster. Put it there. Alright. You know, usually we offer the shake. Actually, you command, we follow. Maybe don't bring up this slavery part at the party? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Got me. So, how do you know Baby New Year? My existence is tied to his summoning of me at events. When not here, I cease function. Despite this, I still feel the pain of previous experience. Living one party to the next? Let me tell you, these dogs are barking. <laughs> you? This is my home. Well, was. I broke in. It's a display. My parents, uh, it's all really difficult to explain. I'm trapped here. Fun? Not really, no. Do you live alone? Uh, that's actually a subject I'm trying to think about. My friend recently died. With his absence, I've become worried that- I'm sorry, I'm just gonna cut you off right there. Please, it's a party. Out of my work hours, I'm just a normal talking dog. I didn't mean to- It's just, you brought it up and it's on my mind. That That's his body, right there by the dash hound. A uh, bit of a party foul, but I'm afraid what you need is not a dog therapist, but a dog mortician. <laughs> 
Fine, you have two minutes. Are you actively tackling the stages of grief? Yes. Even the mysterious middle three? Yes, but it's not just the grief. I mean, I feel bad saying it, given that his death should be about him, but I've always struggled defining myself, who I am, what I do, and I'm unsure of where I'll go now that I'm stuck, drifting alone for eternity. Sure, some zany characters might show up from time to time, but beyond this living room, Quincy was the last thing keeping me tethered to the life I remember. I'm frightened of what walking this line of solitude will leave of me. Also, my parents were super rich, and I feel like it forced me into actively tackling just being that rich girl. So I rebelled, but it didn't make me feel any more defined. I feel like my acknowledgement and refusal to be who I am made me skip out on a personality. Alright, this isn't show and tell. I'll give you one piece of advice. After which, I'm returning to this party. I know you feel this great power in being so transparent in sharing all of your information with me. And you hope that by being conscious of your downfallings that you're above them. Yet, fear that lack of change in the face of self-evaluation means you're forever stuck. But here's the thing. Everyone thinks they're the most broken. It's not a contest. But if it was, B&Y would be winning. Baby New Year. I worry for him. Deeply. His life's burden leaves him chasing oblivion. Oh, I didn't know. No one does. His mythology is severely underexplored in popular culture. Did you know every year he's born out of a new woman and spends three months without his memories? Then, slowly, his past comes back to him, but only finally comes into full focus right at midnight on the 31st of December, when he's reborn again. Plus, the guy's current mother keeps overstimulating him with excessive tummy time. Talk about <laughs> Holy shit. Revelation? Revelation. I need to talk to Baby New Year. Thank you so much. Don't mention it. Enjoy the party. <laughs> so he looks down at me, darling, and I say, even mine isn't that small. <laughs> the last time this isn't a joke about the size of my penis. Stop laughing when I mention size comparisons of any variety. It makes me feel small as a person. Hey, uh, Baby New Year? Oh, but isn't Sandra Middle Mowgli? You still grieving or are you finally warming up to this inevitable orgy? Actually, I... Orgy? Uh, no, I wanted to talk to you about you. I had a rather enlightening conversation with Buster that heavily focused on my own shortcomings. On how I'm unsure of where we're going and what to do. And this is about me how, darling? Well, Buster mentioned your whole deal. Your memories fading in, being born out of a new woman every year... Tummy time. Tummy time. Yes. Which made me think about this party and who it's for. Repressing grief, not facing demons, hiding from reality. And I just wanted to say something. Get the fuck out of my house. Pardon? I have enough on my own plate without an immortal baby throwing parties and roping me into the mix. Take your dogs and your weird body and get out. But it's a party. No, it's your party. Everyone, may I have your attention and then quickly lose it as you leave the premises? Please get out of my house. The party is officially over. You don't have a home and you can't stay here. I thought we had an enlightening conversation. Yes, and now you are leaving. But, Sandra, if you end the party, I'll stop existing until the next- No, not doing a third act. Don't care. Come on. Alright, there we go. Great. Hello, goodbye. So nice to talk. We should never catch up. You're a heartless bitch, aren't you? Yes. Oh, and enjoy your eternity. Catch me at the end of it all for drinks. Cheers to that, darling. Oh, and Sandra, give him a... Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Trilogy. 
smashing vases, back to eternal solitude, and eternity to cope with my loneliness, your grief, your guilt. Time will fly by. Yeah, I'm not really ready for another guest. Thank you. No, thank you. Come on, I said. Quincy. Yeah, uh, whatever's going on here is much weirder than we thought. You're telling me? You're alive and well? Well. What's with all the cement? Turns out that book you lent me on cement wasn't a throwaway line. It was important. But firstly, and most importantly, were you just now talking to Baby New Year, the famous holiday mascot? He dropped by? Shit, just now? I'm a huge fan! Did you know every year he's reborn out of a new woman and his memories... Oh, you're hugging me? Yeah, I am. How did Quincy survive? What is Buster the Dog's last name? Will Baby New Year ever be highly regarded in popular culture? Find out some, but not all, probably none, of these questions in the next episode of They Missed the Story, titled A Forgotten Begotten Friend. Today's episode featured Matthew Bean as the sensational announcer and Buster the Dog, Amelia Leonard as Sandra Mowgli, and Alexander Krauss as Baby New Year and Quincy Trainer. The episode was also written and edited by Alexander Krauss. Butts, butts, poop, butts. Got him. If you enjoyed this episode, consider supporting They Miss the Story through some sort of means. Tweet or share or do any of the things you've heard about from the end of something else but for this program. Anyway, I'm rambling. Succinct farewell. Goodbye. Adieu. A fuck off. Um, hi. Can I get a big tall boy? <laughs>